I just want to give a public service announcement from Kirby and I. Hey, just because you don't understand the global supply chain distributors, stop screaming at suppliers. <laughs> they know they're out of stock. They feel bad about it. Yelling at them doesn't make the stock magically appear. Okay? Okay. Welcome to episode number 46 of the Promo Upfront Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Bill Petrie. With me, as always, the Sergeant of Cybersecurity, the Field General of Graduation himself, the one and only Kirby Hossman. Kirby, how are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I feel like things are, are starting to roll. And uh, I'm just, a, you know how, like, and I'm sure this is the case with you, like, there are probably times where you and Sandy are just getting along well, and then sometimes that it isn't as, you know, Glorified, glorified as a marriage and Amy and I are getting along and that always makes my life so much better. And so, yeah, I'm doing well. How about you? Well, I always get along with everybody <laughs> I come in contact with Kirby because my mommy told me I was a delight. So <laughs> let's remember that. But you know what else is a delight, Kirby? What's that, Bill? I don't know if you're familiar with this. Actually, I know you are. But anyway, let's <laughs> pretend you don't know. Are you familiar with AMP, A-M-P, AMP from our good pals over at Promo Pulse? I know you are. This is something we've been teasing for a couple of weeks here on mm -hmm. this very broadcast. What you can do is use AMP to set up beautiful and user-friendly email to your customers using content from your preferred suppliers. This thing is so easy, like five minutes easy. Yeah, it is. You pick your, yeah, you pick your suppliers, you upload your logo in your list, you customize your email and landing page with the logo and contact information. You set your sending frequency up to once a week. A distributor can literally set it and forget it um, on the retail. And it's got a really slick retail look uh, on the email. One distributor it remarked, it's like Nordstrom's. Kirby, I know you're getting results. Tell us a little bit about your experience with AMP. Yeah, absolutely. So again, so we I have a great relationship with Jason. And so I was a part of sort of the beta group as a distributor. And in the interest of transparency, I already send out weekly emails. So, you know, right. I, but, but mine are very much more content driven. And so uh, Jason sets this up. He, you're exactly right. It looks beautiful. It's totally different than yeah. what I'm doing. And what I love is that because it's like that, clients then have the ability to, to like comment on it and reply. Uh, and so I'm getting leads from it. I'm getting like, I got a reply the other day just saying, hey, I don't have a need for this now, but please make note that the next time we do a promotion, I want to talk about this item, which is kind of a cool thing to just plan. And then uh, I actually got, it was hilarious. I got a, a Snapchat uh, about it from a client they took a picture of the email and said, you guys are, mar you know, marketing folks are geniuses. And it was about, it was actually about the Origadio sauce tray or whatever. And, but it's creating a conversation around products that I'm not having to do the work on. And so anytime you do that, it, it, it if you follow up, it creates sales. So it's, it's well, been really that cool. Awesome. And while that may be the most inefficient way to respond to an email, you snapped out, take a picture. What if you use AMP, they've got over 2000 suppliers to choose from and no customer list is too big. 
Each email includes 20 fresh posts of inspiration. They use a combination of machine learning and human curation to find the best training content for your clients. And I love this testimonial. Don't take Kirby's word for it. Heck, I wouldn't. Take Kara <laughs> Keister's word for it from yeah. uh, Social Good Promotions. Her quote, in just a few short months, we've seen an increase in click-through purchases made directly from the products presented in the monthly email and better engagement by our clients in advance of upcoming events. AMP has been a big asset in keeping our sales pipeline full. Love that, love that, love that. Um, this has been in beta test. Kara's been part of that. You've been yeah. part of that. It is now being released to the unwashed masses. So head <laughs> over to promopulse.io slash AMP, A-M-P, you won't be sorry you did. Again, thanks to Promo Pulse for always pushing and leading the way. It will amp up your business, baby. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> All right, Kirby. So I have the the privilege of doing the promo upfront topic this week. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of like hardcore news going on in the industry. So I thought we'd take a slightly different direction, but keep it very industry specific. Um, obviously my mind is very much on graduation as we yes. record this, my, my children will be graduating in 72 hours. Wow. So graduating from high school, <laughs> excuse that's, me. That's awesome, man. It is. I'm real excited about that. And I thought, okay, I, I'm, you know, let's be honest. Graduation ceremonies are terrible, except for two moments. You want to know who the speaker is and hopefully they're good. And you want to see your kid's name or hear your kid's name uh, announced everything Successfully. else. Successfully. Kind of like, yeah. Everything else is like, <laughs> eh. But I thought what would be interesting if we could hold a graduation ceremony and pick anyone from the promotional products industry, living or passed away, to speak at that graduation ceremony and what their overall message would be. And so I thought it might be fun if we ping pong back and forth. I can go first if you'd like. Uh, yeah, sure, you can. And okay. in the interest of transparency, we don't generally share this, but you were kind enough to not drop this on me. In, yeah. in, so I've, I've had a minute to think about it. So that's good. Right. So I don't first. know what you're going to bring up, but yeah. I did tell, I did share the uh, the topic. All right. Yeah. So the first one I came up with was, and it's probably because he's been on my mind. He passed away three years ago, uh, earlier this week, Fran Ford. If I could bring Fran, Fran Ford, it just because he is such a was such a treasure trove of inspiration. And if you look across the spectrum of promotional products professionals in our industry, he has inspired and mentored so, so, so many people. Mm -hmm. um, that was the first one that came to my mind is Fran Ford. Oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, the, the the first one I wrote down, and, and there were no particular orders, but you know how no, you do. You no just order. made a list. Um, so the, the first one I popped in was Danny, Danny Rosen. Yep. Uh, and his, in my mind, it's like the his topic, if you want to, like I kind of made like titles for what the speech would be. And That's so, kind of what I did too. Yeah. So giving back and how for-profits can change the world. Okay. And so, because obviously, because he he's he's created yeah. nonprofit businesses, but it's one of those where, you know, a for-profit with a business can, can change the world. So that would be, yeah. I had Danny Rosen on my list. My, my thought, what he would want to impart is being part of something greater and making the world a better place through your business. So Love very it. similar topics there. Okay. The next one I thought of was uh, Janelle Nevins. Again, mm -hmm. someone who I, I knew pretty well when I worked over at Summit, she was a, a trailblazing woman in the industry. And our industry still is very predominantly male dominated And you, once you dial back the clock about 25, 30 years, and it was really male dominated. And this is a woman who wouldn't take no for an answer. And I thought, what a, what a wonderful inspirational speech she could give about not taking no for an answer. Love and it. I love, I, so 
that was one of mine. Um, so I'll, I'll piggyback and do another uh, female. Uh, I'm going to go Charity Gibson. Um, so Good Charity one. obviously has has done a lot of social media, and she's she's a she's a pioneer in that way. But the what, what I wrote was true authenticity. Authenticity can lead to success and happiness. I think yeah. one of the things that is really endearing about Charity is that she is totally willing to, she's the one who posts like, I spilled the coffee, yeah. I got up early, mm. I set the time for the wrong. And she does it in a really fun and endearing way and kind of makes fun of yeah. herself. And I think that that is why people love her. And so I think that true authenticity is what kind of shines through. Another topic she could certainly uh, speak on when I think of Charity, it's, how I successfully turned 24 hours into 72 hours because I don't know how she gets so much done in a day. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. Um, Jason Lukash came to my mind. Jason Lukash, good friend of, of both of ours. I've known Jason almost 10 years. I Good friends. We text and stuff. And I thought he would give a stirring, rousing speech about how to believe in yourself and have just enough F you in your back pocket to use when you need it. <laughs> That's that is such a great uh, and Lukash. I did not have him on, and that's a really good. As soon as you said, I was like, "Oh man, he's and he's he's a really good speaker too." He um, is. Okay, I'm gonna go Nadav Raviv. Uh, so okay. Nadav, Nadav is a guy, great guy. Yeah, love Nadav. And so what my my uh, topic for him was: you can't control everything, but you can control your hustle. You know, I think that's the that's the one thing that you know sometimes. <clears throat> There's so much about the hustle and grind out there. It's become almost cliche, but in reality, it is the one thing you can control. And I just love promo never sleeps. That's in the doc. So, well, and he could also give a talk very much. Well, and when I, when I think of him and how he, I think of him documenting his hustle as opposed to, Hey, look at me, I'm working harder than anybody else. To me, I think he's just kind of saying, look, it works. And, and and I love that. That's a great one. Um, Paul Kiwi. Paul For Kiwi sure. made my list and it's pushing forward. Just make sure you always keep pushing forward. And yeah. if you've ever heard Paul speak, he, he just like everybody else has had challenges in his life and he has persevered. And I think he has such an inspirational message. You and I know have heard his talk at uh, SKUCon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the first or second one and uh, just amazing Paul Kiwi. Yeah. It, it, I love the keep pushing forward. I would also say one of his, his moments, he said in that moment in his um, talk, he talked about the idea of not letting the situation change him. Yeah. Like he want like in that moment, I remember him saying in that moment, I want to be kind. Like, right. how do I do that? And if, when you start from that place, it changes your, your forward motion. And so, yeah, Paul's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Catherine Graham. Okay. And hers is, you can be both really smart and really kind. Like, I think so many times the smartest people in the room come off as the smartest people in the room. And Catherine certainly mm-hmm. is that. But she's, she just always makes me feel very comfortable. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And in doing that, I tend to learn more. Um, yeah. So that would be my, my Catherine Graham. Love that one. That Catherine's great. I knew a Graham would make the list, if not one, <laughs> if not both. Um, I'm going to go keep it with the females. Brittany David. Uh, from Snugs. And I think she could really, I think all of us could learn something from her about poise. I've never seen her, despite all the challenging situations she's been put in both um, in the professional world, but also when she was serving on the PPAI board, putting, put in some very difficult positions. 
I've never seen her lose her cool. I've never seen her lose her composure. She's always poised. And I think that's such a wonderful trait to have when you're in a pressure cooker environment. And let's face it, life is a pressure cooker. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, I think her talk on poise, I'd love to hear. That's a good one. All right. Uh, you're going to know the next one. Uh, my next one I have on the list is Bill Petrie. Uh, I might actually, it, I did not know that. <laughs> no, you're going to know the guy. Uh, so, oh. so the, the, so here would be mine. Uh, my, my, uh, theme for your talk, consistency trumps talent. Um, and I don't mean wow, that as a did shot. You just call me untalented. I did not. I think you just called me untalented. I did not, but I think that that's one of the things that you have, um, yeah. uh, trumpeted is the idea that, you know, I might not be the, the best writer yes. in the world, but I'm showing up, I'm showing up, I'm showing up in it. I think that's no one will ever that, outwork me. Right. And that's, I think that that is actually, a, it goes to the Nadav thing. Just keep mm-hmm. showing up. There is an amazing power in that. Well, and one of mine is Kirby Hossman, shockingly enough. <laughs> so I'd love to hear you talk about making sure you retain your joy, even through failure. Mm-hmm. You've had, you start, you're a serial entrepreneur, you start businesses and you, you shut them down when it's time to shut them down and you never lose focus of maintaining your joy. So I would love to hear a talk on that from you, Kirby Hossman. Okay. Well, thanks. This is, that was the kumbaya yeah. part of the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, um, Do you have any okay. more? I have, uh, I, I have two more, but I'll go with one. Uh, so Mark Graham, uh, yep. you said both Grahams. So this is, so Mark and Catherine are different individuals. And so I think different skill sets, and that's what makes them work well together. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you truly can get everything you want by helping others get what they want. Mark is that connector. Yep. Um, and so I think that hearing him speak about that would be interesting. I love that. Give, let's have your other one. Let's have your other one. Uh, Mr. Dana Zezzo. Uh, okay. So and again, I love know it. Dana Dana's just one of those guys who always pops in my mind. I, and I was trying to think of his topic, right? And so what I came up with is pushing back against the status quo to create mm-hmm. something cool. When when he kind of pushed into the, the social media world, there was a ton of feedback that was talking about, oh, that's never going to help with business. That's a fad. Yeah. It's never going to last. And he was, you know, his get social uh, campaign really changed the way that the, the whole industry does yeah. social. And so pushing well, uh, years ahead of his time. So I have one more. I, not, I, I just wanted to add one CJ Schmidt. I'd love to hear CJ Schmidt talk about taking something that's known and making it your own. Mm, that's a good grew one. Grew up in the promotional products business. His family's owned hit promotional products for, for years, but CJ has really taken it to the next level and he's done it on his own terms. And I think that's such a wonderful lesson for people that, even if you have a, a large shadow that's being cast over you, you can still be your own person. So I love that. That's a really good All one. All right. Fun, fun topic. Yeah, that was fun. Thanks, man. You got a quick topic you want to go through before I we do. go to your product? Yeah. So it's, it's going to be, uh, this is quick. I get, so I saw a quote this morning, you know how like you, in the morning, this literally, I saw this this morning. I saw it in the newsletter that I read. It's the morning brew, which great newsletter for, you know, actual news. Um, I'm literally scrolling through it. I almost went right by it. And I saw this quote and it said, it's not the office, it's the commute. With the idea that people aren't so opposed to going back to the office, they don't want to deal with, with the traffic. And I, and for, you know, in a smaller community that kind of resonated with me. And so I'm curious to know if like for the future of work, and this can be quick, do you agree with that? Do you think that everybody, like, I think what we talk about is, oh, everybody's going to work from home. And I don't know that that's true. I think there are people who still want to go to the office. They want to have that separation. At right. least I do. And I'm just speaking for yeah. me. Um, 
But I wonder if that means that, that offices might move to different locations, like go into a little bit less um, metropolitan areas or what? So go. I, I, think, I think you see more of the hot, no, I think you see more of the hot desk where people book times at the office mm -hmm. that are congruent with their lifestyle, but they still get their work done. So they can come and collaborate and do all those sorts of things but they reserve time in a shared office and they have it at their time. So maybe they work from 10 to three on a certain day and they're in the office so they can avoid traffic. I do think, you see here, I always liked, I don't like traffic, but I always liked leaving the office and being able to drive home. It was my time to kind of wash away the day. Maybe it was a frustrating day. Maybe I had some challenges, but I can wash it away and walk in the door and really shift my perspective. Yep. I have a hard time doing that at home. Yeah, me too. Um, so I that I, I I think that most people hate the commute. I hate the commute when it's traffic. I hate traffic. I don't hate the commute. So mm -hmm. if my commute has no traffic, I'm cool with that. Second yeah. it has traffic, I'm not cool with that. Yeah. Um, but I think you're going to see a lot more flexibility with organizations because I would love the option, right? I don't mind working at home. I don't have a lot of distractions here generally. But I would love the option of going into the office a couple of days a week, just to have a different perspective, look at something different, yep. um, not be so close to my refrigerator and all the other things that, that you know, close to. So that's my perspective on it. Okay, cool. Like I said, can be quick. Yep. Well, do you have a topic? Or, not Kirby, I don't care about your topic. Actually, I don't <laughs> care about your promotional product. What promotional <laughs> product are you about to share with us this fine day? Yeah. So I actually, as you know, as we're recording, this is on Wednesday. It was actually promo soapbox day. And so this is a perfect day for me to do this. I had some great meetings yep. and one of them was with Leashables. And one of the products that stood out to me was breath spray. So, All right. so it's ice actually, drops. Yeah, that's right. So, and it comes with four different flavors. They're like a dollar depending on quantity. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, dude, as trade shows come back, I, I joked about it the other day. It's like we lose the, lose the mask, gain the white strips, right? We got to right. get, get our, get our smile back on. And rather than chewing on gum kind of annoyingly to keep your breath fresh, mm -hmm. this is a quick, easy, affordable way. I think this is a really cool piece. Um, like I said, at um, 500, they're a buck seven. Um, you know, at 2,500, they're a dollar on a, on a, that's great. Yeah. So I, I think that's a really cool piece that is very functional, very affordable, and certainly appropriate as the world opens back up. Well, it's one of those things you can toss in your backpack, toss in your purse, kind of have it on you. It's going to yeah. last a pretty long time. It's got a bunch of sprays in there. Great branding. Good stuff. All right, yep. Kirby. Um, let's talk ransomware. Okay. Um, so I'm sure you saw the uh, huge shutdown for the Colonial Pipeline. They were hit by a ransomware attack. Yeah. Um, and this is based off a really great article by uh, the lovely gentleman, Chris Ruva over at ASI. So we had that ransomware shut down uh, the Colonial Pipeline, which is a pivotal U.S. gas pipeline going from the Houston area to uh, the Northeast. And it was out of commission for a week. It led to a huge run on gas Gas being shorted, you know, shortages because people were, were hoarding, uh, increased fuel prices, and they ended up paying the hacker. Did you see how much they ended up paying I the didn't. hacker? Four point four million. And so ransomware is really going up. In 2020, the FBI received almost 2,500 reports of ransomware attacks. That's up 66 percent from 2019. Wow. Um, that and in 2020. It, uh, people paid or companies paid $350 million in ransom. That's four times what it was in 2019. So it's definitely on the rise. Yeah. And I love this. This is an interesting quote. Anthony Kim, who's a partner with a cyber and data 
innovation firm said, the reason why ransomware is exploding is because it's scalable, predictable, and lucrative. And that that's a scary thought there. And it, it has is. happened in promo. It mm-hmm. has happened in promo. Remember a couple of years ago, our good pals over at Alpha Broder were hit or crippled by it in, yeah. in Norm Hollinger and the board. They decided to, um, they, the demand was $3.2 million. They negotiated down to about 1.7, 1.8, right around wow. there. And then obviously, if you remember early last year, early last December, bag makers was hit with a, a ransomware attack. I'm not sure exactly how that got rectified, but how do we protect ourselves from this stuff? Yeah. Cause it's honestly, it's on the rise. It's yeah. scary. And I worry that with our interconnectivity, if it hits one large company, it might impact some of the smaller companies like yours or mine. Yeah, no, it's, it's a fair question. I really wish I was smart enough. And I, you know, I've, I've had the opportunity. I talked with, um, um, the cyber security, the IT guy at American Solutions for Business. And that was his, you know, they said they're monitoring it all the time. And it is one of those things where my natural reaction is like, oh, I just don't even want to think about it because it's it's almost so overwhelming. So scary. I don't know know what to do. Um, And in the interest of transparency, it really does. It's very frightening. And I, I feel genuinely feel for those people go through it because it's like, what do you do? Like, I, I truly the, don't know. The fact that organizations as large and as powerful as Alpha Broder, as large and powerful as Colonial Pipeline, feel that they have no recourse but to actually cough up the dough scares the absolute crap out of me. Yeah. Um, and so really all you can do, I think, is make sure you educate your employees not to open up uh, emails that look like they're phishing. That's yeah. PH, not FI. Yeah. Um, make sure you have some backup copies of data. So hopefully you can stay operational, you know, yeah. working in the cloud helps. And then I, I don't cross your fingers because yeah. honestly, I just, it, yeah. it, it, there's no real answer because I mean, companies like Alpha Broder had a secu- uh, cybersecurity expert. Yeah. Yeah. And, and still happened to them. So yeah. it's just one of those things that, man, you know, the criminals are always one step ahead of law enforcement. It certainly seems to be the case here. And I just certainly on this. I thought it was a fascinating thing to think about in our industry. You know, again, yeah. we, we, we kind of glossed over that, uh, you know, Alpha Broder got hit by it and hit by it pretty hard. Yeah. And, you know, I think it goes back to the idea, you know, we talked about it last week. We were pretty hot to trot on the idea that we need to give each other grace man, this is another example is like, it's really easy to take shots at some another organization when something like this happens to them, whether it's, you know, anything like this, or even, you know, outside of this idea. Yeah, when it comes and lives at your house, all of a sudden, you're like, man, I wish everybody would give me grace. And and I think this is an example of man, just feel for you. All right, Kirby, you got another topic for us? Yeah. Um, let's see. I'm going to go with, uh, this one. So this one, so okay. we have a, a case of the dreaded turtle pay, um, is what I'm going to call it. So we have a client who has worked oh. with us for years, mm-hmm. um, over and over again. They're a very big organization. Okay. Just okay. to give you a sense. And you know, we, we hear from them and you get an order and it's a, it's generally a nice, nice business, right? Um, on the front end. And then you, you deliver and then you send the invoice and it just takes forever. And the first right. time it happens to you, you're like, okay, that's sure. probably on me. I should have gotten a PO. I shouldn't have got this. I should have got this. And so as the time has gone by, we've tried to refine that because you don't, we didn't want to send the business down the road. Mm-hmm. 
but it's like, gosh, guys, we need you to pay. And yeah. uh, so this most recent time, we, we, we felt like we did everything right. We got estimates in advance, shipping, we got a PO, we did all that stuff. And they were still months and months to pay. Um, and every time that happens, I'll be honest, I, I'm like, okay, never again, never again. So they reached out again, mm -hmm. um, literally this week. Hey, we want ideas for this. And the mm -hmm. salesperson reached out to me and it is like, what do you want me to do with this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I struggle to say no. So I want Bill's advice. What, okay. I, 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 I know what I'm doing with it, but I sort of want your take on okay. it about so, the situation. So they're a long-term client and they're slow to pay, but they end up paying finally, generally. Monthly. I would follow through. I would follow through with the sales process as you normally do when it's time for them to time to issue a PO to them. I would insist on prepay and I would explain why. I'd say, I hate to do this, um, but due to you know the payment history, we're going to have to ask for a prepayment here or, or at least a partial prepayment. Um, and, and that's where I'd stick to my guns. I, I, you know, treat them with respect. And I think going through the process of treating them with respect and then just explaining, you know, we're a small business. And when, when you hold out like that, it, it really does impact our cash flow. And unfortunately, you know, we've really let this go. We, we've changed our policy. And unfortunately, until you can really commit to paying within the terms we described, we're going to have to put you on a prepay. That's yeah. what I would do. Yeah. And that's, so we, we, I figured we would land on the same, same deal, but it is, mm -hmm. it's so frustrating. Cause you're like, okay, you feel like there are, there are some folks who pay slow mm -hmm. because maybe they're another small organization right. and they're struggling and yeah, Hey, I'll, I'll, I will get you a little bit each week or whatever. Right. And, right. and, and I tend to be pretty cool with that because right. I've sat in that seat before. Um, but you know, with this, it's like, there just goes time with, Oh, I'll get that to the, this person. I'll get to this person. It just feels right. like they're putting you off and that's where it yeah. gets frustrating. I think when you, your, your spidey sense is generally correct. Yeah. So I, you know, this is where you got to call them on the carpet on it. And I would even tell them, look, we're being a good partner here yeah. rather than us being frustrated because, you know, things are happening in your organization. We're, we're just setting the parameters up front yeah, and I let like them it. decide what they do. Let them make the call. Right. I like it. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're about to go to the game. Before we do, I just want to give a public service announcement from Kirby and I. Hey, just because you don't understand the global supply chain distributors, stop screaming at suppliers. <laughs> they know they're out of stock. They feel bad about it. Yelling at them doesn't make the stock magically appear. Okay? Okay. Kirby, let's go to the game. Oh, that was our public service announcement. Uh, you know I'm Bill what? Petrie, I and I approve that message. We need to do that every week, I think, now. So that's good. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm excited about the game. I had a whole okay. game planned out, and okay. I, I scrapped it at the last second. Oh, why? What? Because I like this one better. So Wow. Uh, okay, so, let's game it up. So Well, because I had a whole thing. Uh, the theme was around food, and I was like, what does Bill like better than food? And I was like, shoes and his kids and music. And so I okay. landed on music. So we're going to okay. go. Let's do it. You know, I love either or, right? Like that's, that's always my favorite. So we're going to do an either or game on the best hair bands of all time. And I okay. want you're going to choose between. There is no wrong answer. If you want to expound upon it, feel free. And I've, okay, there's, let's do there's, it. there's only eight, so it won't take very long. Okay, let's do it. Okay, ready? I'm ready. Cinderella or rat? 
Oh, rat for days. Now, I do have a big appreciation for Tom Kiefer, his voice in Cinderella, but the songs for rat are just, they just bring me back more to my youth. Cinderella was more a true hair band. Uh, rat was more of a kind of a gutter, guttery band. So, okay. Rat. Love Gotta it. go with rat. That's a good, good call on that one. I agree with that one. Kiss or Motley Crue? Oh, Motley Crue for days. I love Kiss. But, uh, you know, they were a hair band part of their time. They were, they, they've been everything. And, and so well, I, I'm, I'm going to go Motley Crue. I've got my Too Fast for, for Love album right up there, which everybody's probably now disturbed by. But yeah, Motley Crue, Motley <laughs> Crue. Okay, you're two for two in my book. I All mean, right. again, it's your call. But uh, Slaughter or Striper? Oh, man. We're number three and you're already at the bottom of the barrel. Um, I was moving around. I didn't want them all to be like. I'm going to go with the yellow and black attack of Striper uh, slightly reluctantly. Uh, I will tell you, they had really, really skilled musicians in their band. I have a hard time watching those bumblebees bounce around the stage because they are all yellow and black. But you got to give props to the first uh, heavy metal Christian band. So let's go with Striper. Okay. L.A. Guns or Faster mm -hmm. Pussycat? Oh, L.A. Guns. Yeah. L.A. Guns. Yeah, one of the original, Tracy Guns, one of the actual originally, original founders of Guns N' Roses, him and Axl Rose. So okay, Tracy, uh, L.A. Guns. Poison or Winger? Man, see, these are the hair bands when I, when if, 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 if band asked, not a hair back, band. Back, back up, you cut out for a second. What did you just say? I said, if Van Halen is in this list, we are do, done doing this podcast because they are not a hair band. Just okay, what did you say clear. right before that? I don't remember. Okay, okay, so... Oh, so, I didn't answer the question. Yeah, I didn't poison the question. or winger? Poison or winger. I just said, oh, well, you're scraping... The, you're, you're getting the really cheesy hair bands, the real cheesy bands. Um, I'm going to have to go poison. <laughs> they, say, this is easy, did, did anyone epitomize true the true era of hair metal which is like 1986 to 91 better than poison nope yeah no i actually really liked poison um and you know winger you can't have a lead singer who's a bass player um all right guns and roses or quiet riot guns and roses is not a hair band neither was quiet riot but we're gonna go with probably have to go with guns and roses they had a brief period where the hair was spiked up in, in 86 yeah okay yeah guns and roses is Still one of my favorite albums of all time yeah. is Appetite for Destruction. So yeah, but not right. a hair band. Twisted Sister or Bon Jovi? Oh, I'm gonna ooh, I mean the easy choice is Bon Jovi, but I do have a soft spot in my heart for for Twisted Sister. Let's go with Bon Jovi. I mean with their success, their longevity. I don't want to be living on a prayer. Let's go Bon Jovi. Okay. Final one Skid Row or Van Halen? I told okay, guys, everybody enjoy. This is the final promo upfront podcast. Uh, I am your host signing off for the last time. But before I do, <laughs> let's give thanks to our sponsor, our good pals over at AMP powered by Promo Pulse. That's right. You can send beautiful end user friendly emails to your customers using content from your preferred suppliers. It's super easy, like five minutes easy. You can set it, forget it. It's customized. It has your logo. It has a, you can put your landing page on there. Kirby's using it. Kara Keister over at Social Good Promotions is using it and are using it to great success to drive business. And that's really what it's all about. So if you want to learn more and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you head over to promopulse.io 
slash amp, A-M-P. And again, want to thank everybody for listening to our 46 episodes. I don't know what we're doing next week, but it sure as hell is in this podcast because Van Halen is not a hairband. So Skid Row then? <laughs>